the culture will thrive and survive in time. Nah, I ain't had no option. Cause you been on the fence for a little too long. Had the rock, then you dropped it. She didn't understand the turnover will burn over some bridges. He wants the results. Uh, who doesn't want results? Don't be ridiculous. But what I'm saying is... I gotta stop you right there because we gotta talk about Cena. We gotta make this money real quick. Basketball is a very important sport. And every important sport deserves an important role model. So this episode is dedicated to King LeBron James. Also, Cena.com. Go watch movies with your friends. It's super easy. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you need. What is up, Phil? <laughs> What's up? What's up? Oh, man, shit has been crazy these last couple of weeks. Um, uh, the final, first of all, um, and I know we talked about this already, but... I mean, I know you can't, but I will give it up for the Lake Show. I have to. I have. I mean, you gotta. You still gotta give credit where credit is due. You know, they won. Exactly, and they worked. They worked very hard this season. They worked very hard. As much as people like to think the Lakers had the easy road, they worked very hard. But that is not why we're here today. Why we're here today is because a lot of things have been happening in the NBA. There's some. There's some changes that's been going on. There's there's some real changes. Like 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 next season might be a little bit difficult in the east and the west and i i once again congrats to the lakers but miami showed fight jimmy butler specifically showed fight Um, and and the heat demanded respect in the east especially making it to the championship but let's talk about the Sixers. oh my god so originally when i heard that they were talking to doc rivers I was like, okay, it's Doc Rivers. Look, well, at I first, mean, at first they were talking possibly bringing in um, uh, Mike D'Antoni. I thought that was a bad nah, idea. I mean, even nah, the, Mike D'Antoni clearly cannot get out of the second round in the West. Right. So if he goes to the East, I I cannot see him even there, getting out of the first round. There's talks of him joining as an assistant to Steve Nash, and I think that'll be great. I would like that. That would be a good. That would be a good assistant job for him. But I don't know if that, if D'Antoni is going to take an assistant coach after he's been coaching the Rockets for so long. Yeah, and a head coach. But I, if there was anyone, if he was to do that, I mean, Steve Nash would be a pretty person. You know, I mean, like, Steve Nash is a really good exactly because it's the guys coaching. Sir, he can, get, he can understand. And like, I hate to be that guy, but you know, if it doesn't work with him, like you're next in line to take over that job, and who wouldn't want to? Nah, Steve, Steve Nash. No, it's gonna was work. Already the player, exactly. But I'm just saying, like, worst comes to worst, and if it does, that's like that's the worst, right? It doesn't work out, you know. They true. Dia Tony steps up. Exactly. That's all. That's all I'm saying. You know, that's the worst case scenario. I, I like scenario, as a coach. I like Dia Tony as a coach, but for me specifically, there is no reason that you cannot get out of the second round with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. Just those two alone. I understand the Capella moves. I understand that the the pieces sometimes don't always mesh, but Russell Westbrook and James Harden are two of the best basketball players in the NBA. And, and if you can't get out of the second round, 
with those two. I mean, look at Doc Rivers. Doc, Doc Rivers lost his job, and he had PG-13 and Kawhi Leonard and still could not get out of the second round. And I and think he- that is just – that is just the the how the Clippers they kind of got into this weird groove of only getting to the second round and not any further. Even when LA was having, uh, even when the Lakers were having rough stretches throughout the years, they could not get out of the second round. Mm-hmm. So the Clippers have, have have like statistically been that team where oh it's the second round for the Clippers they're going to get eliminated. And this year the difference was Kawhi Leonard, but Paul George got to step up. But speaking of Doc Rivers, him as the head coach of the 76ers, I like it. I like it. I, I do too. I like it. Because <clears throat> he's I, the I thing don't know is, why he's, I like it just yet. He, he's, like it. He, he's always been a player that he, a coach that needs to have, um, that needs to have, you know, stars, like legit yeah. stars on this team. And I think it's a good fit. You know, he, he can play with the big, I think he can coach um, Embiid. Um, that, and- that's the one thing that I'm worried about is is his coaching of Embiid because Embiid statistically, uh, Embiid notoriously has been like, trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. When is the fucking process done? And Joel Embiid gets into a team where they can actually make a difference. And I think if if the the Warriors they're, they're going to be over the cap room, but there were talks about them talking about getting Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons from the Sixers. If that happens, Doc Rivers no longer has that same chemistry that Brett Brown had there while they had both Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. It changes the the chemistry of that team a little bit, but I think it changes it for the better. Doc Rivers is a great coach. He is great at coaching players that need that kind of development. I don't know if Joel Embiid needs that kind of development anymore. And Ben Simmons, I I don't know if they're going to move Ben Simmons, but do you keep Ben Simmons if you're going to go the route of Doc Rivers? Well, okay, so... See, they, they they see so clearly they seem like they you know possibly value Joel Embiid a little more than Ben Ben Simmons. Yeah, I, I feel like Joel's more valuable. But in my eyes, I think Ben Simmons is more valuable than Joel Embiid. I I, I don't think that he's more valuable, but I think that he is the better overall player in his career. Right. I think over the time that we're gonna see Ben Simmons, like Ben Simmons right now can't shoot the three. Right. And when he shoots I mean, like, the three, I, everybody's like, oh, it's a brick. I guess but it's because now, what I'm saying with like Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, like they're still like you, we still haven't seen the ceiling. A lot of development there, exactly. Right, right. Exactly. But, but then Joel, like he's pretty much at his ceiling. The only thing that he maybe like what he's doing right now, a little more efficient. You know, that's probably what's gonna be that's it. And, and I think I think that that because Joel Embiid is more effective at when he's on the floor, that is why you keep Joel Embiid and move Ben Simmons. If you're going to go into a rebuild anyway, fuck it. You might as well just get rid of Ben Simmons. I know he's a first round pick. What? But rebuilding? Why would you? Why? What did you want? Other? It's not. It's not. It's not a rebuild. It's a restructure. Right. right. Incorrect term. You're right. It's a, it's a restructure. I guess it all depends on what what they can get back. I mean, like me, I personally, I mean, I don't really would just keep Ben Simmons because if you can just get shooters and someone that can dive to the rim. But then they have no one under the rim. They have no one under the rim. No, but then Especially with that move of Al Horford last year. No, I mean, like at this point, you can use Al Horford and move Joel Embiid and maybe get, you know, 
some other pieces back. I, I, I don't know. And don't forget I, I Tobias Harris, too. So I'm saying, like... True. True. Tobias Harris has been under the, under the rim gathering rebounds. Right. I think Joel Embiid is more effective when you give him the opportunity to be effective. And I think that's what, what the Sixers got caught up this year in the playoffs. I think, I think that Joel Embiid was trying to carry the entire team. And you you can't do shit like that. Like, you really can't. His body can't. His body can't, exactly. He's already injury-prone, as we know. So, I, I I think that with Joel Embiid, you keep Joel, get rid of Ben Simmons. You're right. It depends on what you get back for him. But if you get some shooters around Joel Embiid, I, I think they could go very far in the East. I don't know how far, I don't know. but I think they can go pretty far. I still think they can make it work. I mean, I guess I'm in, I'm in that minority, but I mean, like... I, 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 I feel like the last two years, and, and this is healthy Ben Simmons, healthy-ish Joel Embiid, um, I think the last two years, uh, without them getting further than the second round, I, I, something's clearly not working. The, the pieces are there, but something is not working. At this point, the Sixers have decided it's Brett Brown. Bringing in, bringing in Doc Rivers and, 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 and a more, from a more competitive Western Conference and bringing him to the Eastern Conference to a team that already has star players, it definitely moves the Sixers up a notch as far as where people think they would go next year. And the idea with bringing in Dave Yeager is they work on defense. And Dave Yeager, I was looking at some of his stats. Well, not just defense. It's it's the it's the half court, you know, half court defense and the half court offense. Like he's he's I know, pretty but good the, at Dave that. Dave Yeager will help them on defense because that is one of the things that that they have not been really solid enough on. Like even in the postseason this year. And yes, I understand it's the bubble. You got to cut them a little bit of a break. But even in the postseason this year, the Sixers did not do very well off uh, like defensively. And when you look at them now, uh, I, I just as the team is now, just by bringing in Doc Rivers and Dave Yeager, their defense gets statistically better because Doc Rivers, obviously, with Kawhi and Paul George, has some pretty strong defense there. And he only coached them for one year. But moving to the East, a less competitive conference, mm-hmm. I, I feel like the Sixers next year, they come out banging. They come out banging hard. I think so. I, I think it's because Doc knows what it takes because he has a championship. Um, exactly. I don't know, man. I mean, like, Brett Brown, I, I just, I think usually when you're when you're in that situation where you're, you're just focused on development versus wins and then you have to switch from the development to the win mode, most of the times it doesn't go too well you know brett brown is a restructuring brett brown is a rebuild coach right i feel like if you're going to be in a rebuild brett brown is the coach that you want mm-hmm. because he's good at at that development developing right, right. Bring, bringing them bringing them young men younger players right exactly i don't feel like with, with that being said i don't feel like brett brown could come to the kings and help the buddy develop buddy healed or the aaron fox or bogdan bogdanovich no, or, he um, he needs he needs I, to I like, a, like he, could he needs to go to develop those players any more than they already are developed. 
Um, yeah, again, and I guess that's I, why also I don't think that he, he's not that kind of head coach because it took Dave Yeager a year to get this job. The dude's been unemployed for the last year. <laughs> well, this year, and, this year was his open season, though. This, exactly. this year's way different than the past seasons. This season, you're, you're wild. Right. But, but specifically this year, Dave Yeager landing in Philadelphia with Doc Rivers definitely boosts the 76ers and it boosts Doc Rivers. It really does, man. That's that's coaching talent. Yeah, now you have a coach that can understand how Doc Rivers moves, contain the half court defense and offense. I mean, it's just two head coaches now. It's just two head coaches. Basically, yeah. That's what. That's why. And that's why I love the Kings. That the move with Alvin Gentry. You know, that's two head coaches. And like, right? No, and and that's what I love. Another when when you have like a, a coaching staff like that, I think that's when it really takes off because like. It's kind of like a twin head dragon. As long as everyone's in the same picture and on the same page, I think it's gonna be great. And that's why, like, yeah, you get strong if that actually coaches. helps win you a championship. I don't know if it wins you a championship. Two head coaches, yes, I think it's great. But I don't know if okay, look at Lakers this year. Go any further? Lakers this year. That's uh, one. That's that's different though. That's different. Last Frank year, Vogel has been underrated ever since he started coaching. Yeah, but then this is this is the first. I don't know if it's the first time, but at least this year he has almost two head coach behind him. He has um, Jason Kidd, and I think he has. Uh, I may be wrong again, but who who was the one that coached uh, the Grizzlies before Dave Yeager? <laughs> uh, I don't remember, but I, I think I heard his name on the telecast before, saying that you know they were on the bench. But I don't remember seeing him, but like. No, I, I'm just saying, like, no, I think it's good. I really think it's good because then you, it's just, I don't know, man. Another smart mind knows how the, the NBA works, know what's the, the preparation you need to do as a the head coach. And, and when they have that experience, I just feel like you just have a better understanding to help the head coach, you know, like relieve something. Lionel Holland. Yep. Yes, thank you. Yes. Is he on? Is he on I, I don't know why I thought Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Lionel Hollins actually did pretty well. Uh, he was over 500, and he coached that team for four years. And to me, just just looking at that as a fan, I'd be like, okay, so we're over 500. Let's see if we can push to that next level. And when they when they fired him and hired Dave Yaker, that's exactly what they did. Is is they pushed to that next level, and everybody saw mm-hmm. the Grizzlies get significantly better mm-hmm. in that next season mm-hmm. uh and, and and what what got me about the dave yeager move after that to the king but uh, and i don't know why the kings do this but, but real quick with dave yeager also a coach with dave real quick with dave yeager like he's 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 been coaching like bigs so i think that's why it's good for the sixers too with joel and b sorry go ahead i think so too and and that's that's another thing that i think will will definitely help them because mm-hmm. he's used to coaching Big, taller players understand and slower how ones to too. Move. Big, yeah, big slower. You yes. know, Marcus saw you had he, he did coach Boogie for a hot minute. Exactly. I I, I think with when when the as I was saying with the Kings firing their coach and then hiring Dave Yeager two weeks later or two days, some shit like that. Um, I I feel like the Kings do this often where they're like, okay. Uh, this coach ain't working. We need to scramble. Oh my God! This coach just became available. We don't really care how good he is. We just need a coach that can show some kind of improvement to our team. Mm-hmm. And they did it incorrectly with Luke Walton. 
And I feel like if the Kings were given the opportunity to sit back and look at the free agent coach market right now, Luke Walton would not be their coach, especially because they're rebuilding the front office. Uh, I, I, I feel like the Kings have shot themselves in the foot the last few years as far as coaching, because if they would have stuck with Dave Yeager, no, you crying river. Who knows? Uh, I, who, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like I, I know, I know. I, I go on, man. I go on, man. Preach it. I who knows? Know. Who knows how far the Kings could have gone? Because I, I like Dave Yeager. That's what I'm saying. I, I really liked him as y'all's coach. And and when Luke Walton came in, I knew that, that he was going to try and. Have the Kings extend the court a little bit more? I, I will say further. no, but I will say though, like I, I have a lot just just from like if it was any other like that wasn't a head coach before, and but you know, but the fact that they added I Alvin Gentry, I, I understand his relationship with uh, with Vladdy, but I, I I don't understand how Luke Walton moved from a team that was. Oh, I think it's gonna be. Fuck, oh no, no, I think it's gonna be drastically changed. Damn, you're last in the league. I think no. I'm gonna tell you this. I, I think it's gonna be drastically changed because I think you you now have. They they have already guaranteed that Luke Walton's not going anywhere. No, no, that's fine because they have to say that. Come on, dude. They have to say that he has three more years on his contract. Are you kidding me? They have to say that. So what I'm saying True. though. So, so do you feel that if he doesn't deliver in this next season? No, I. That it's, yeah, there's a big possibility. That's why they also bought Alvin Gentry. That's why they bought Alvin Gentry. Like, like, yeah, he is a, a safety net, but I also feel like they. That, that was the first knock. They were always saying like, oh, you know, they basically brought in his replacement. You know, a lot of times they say that, but. With that said, he's he's only an associate coach. He's he's only an associate coach. He's no, not that's, an assistant that's, coach. No, that's a head. That's a that's a I head mean, assistant job. You know that, right? That's a that's a head. That's the that's the top. Uh, yeah, it's, it's next in line. Yeah, yeah it's right. basically next in line. You're right. You're right, but it it gives him the opportunity to learn his players. It gives him the opportunity no. to understand. I don't think that Zion's development as under Alvin Gentry is what Marvin Bagley can can no what the hell bring no. to the table but he understands how to work with bigs as well but I, I I don't know if Luke Walton brings this team to a a new Messiah yes you know why way. because you because know. if he doesn't he will get fired because now you're you're talking about money everything that I heard about money is about he he looks at the analytics like he, he wants he wants results. No, he wants results. No, who doesn't re- want results? Don't be ridiculous. But what I'm saying is, I still understand. But look, Sceneer.com. It's the best way to watch movies with your friends. All you do is sign up, and as long as you have a Netflix account and your friend has a Netflix account, which who doesn't have Netflix now? Everybody has Netflix. That's why they're so big. But if you go to Senior.com and log in, you have an account. Your friend has an account. You can watch movies synchronously at the same time on the same device miles apart. Everything, even from the Rockets, they were saying how like he would look at you know percentages and where they shoot better. So I think... And, and he and they always say like he's really good at communicating with the coaching staff. And then when Alvin Gentry comes in, I just feel like now that you have the outside people coming in, it's like why are you not having Buddy, you know, do just spot shoot ups? 
and 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 the, I know the percentages are there. So I, now I'm just saying, like, Monty Williams was definitely gonna come in and like, oh, yeah, okay, so Buddy's gonna be better at this. Maybe we don't let him shoot two more dribbles. And I think like it's gonna be a better unison. And so I think they're gonna be using all of this analytics, and I I think it's gonna be a better product. I think this it's finally it's like now I can be wrong. I agree. The only thing I, that I can I be agree. wrong about is that. I feel Luke Walton wouldn't be willing to change. I think there's just all this tools that's around him now. So there's really no reason for him to, to fail. And the only reason why he's going to fail is because he's unwilling to change. And if he's unwilling to change, then yeah, and he I, needs to I go. Feel like that is, I feel like that is the Luke Walton that the Kings are about to get. Because he does not want to change. No. We've seen it. Like, he literally took the same shit he was doing in L.A., and brought it to the Kings. No, I think but it, you can't do that kind of shit yeah. with LeBron James. LeBron James is a guy who needs to get to the rack in order to get those layups that we saw in the fucking finals. Like, I, I Luke Walton, it's gonna be I, I understand why the Kings did it. I understand why they picked him up. And yes, Luke Walton's relationship played some type of, of skit in the game for him. But... I don't feel like Luke Walton is the future of the Kings. And I know we got off, we got way off track from the 76 to the Kings. Hey, man. But hey, hey, let me tell you this right now. Steve Kerr didn't inherit no team that's, that's straight up going to win. I mean, I'm just saying, like, someone's got to bring them to at least that next level. And if it's not him, that's fine. But the thing, uh, it's just, uh, there's three more years on his contract, and there's a lot of moving parts already. So I just don't. And, and, and I think that those moving parts. Uh, are the reason that Luke Walton needs to step up right now. I think that's why he needs to step up right now. If he wants to prove that he deserves to be yeah. the coach, and I get it's it. It's all on him yes, right now. His family that's what I'm saying. will obviously get him. Well, well, I'm I'm adding to that because his family name is always going to get him in the door somewhere. Well, it, it got him in the door, but always. what got him the head coaching job is the fact that he was able to coach a team that was going to get them 45 wins blindfolded. Like he didn't need exactly, you know, like he, exactly. Yo, he didn't. He didn't have to actually do any work. He and and now is where he needs to do the work to prove that he deserves the reins as the head coach of the Kings. And also, it's not one hundred percent his fault, as I've said multiple times. But right now, it's all on him. It is it's off season. You better understand your players. You better go over your playbook. You better start making new plays. To figure out how y'all are going to be LA this year, and then and because that's why every, I think that now that he has the two the tool tools, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's no. I think Alvin Gentry issues. will help with the playbook because yeah. Alvin Gentry runs a lot of plays. All, um, all and, and it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. All the the, the fast pace, all this, it's going to come back next year because you have Alvin Gentry. I, I, I agree. There's no way. There's no I way think, that you I get think, Alvin that's, Gentry that's and you're not going to have that. that fast no, it is. It's going to happen. That's why I'm saying next year is going to be different. I didn't get it last year. That's what I'm saying. Next year is going to be different. And then, and then you have you have Alvin Gentry that's gonna be pushing the pace, and then you have Monty's gonna be telling him like, yeah, you have this guy shooting better here and spot up. So I'm just everything's going to Buddy. Do you do you feel like Monty is gonna be acting third head coach base? No, 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 no. Do you feel everything? Like, no, but do you feel like Monty is gonna have a a, a say if? Buddy Heel walks to Monty's office and is like, look, I don't want to be six man. Do you think that Monty is going to then go to Luke Walton and Alvin Gentry and say, look, 
but he doesn't want to be the sixth man. Well, he can't say he no, deserves no, no. His, more minutes. His job, his job is going to be he has to back up the coach, and that's why it's not his coach. So he could back up. But him. his job should also be to to understand what the organization needs to get better. Yeah, and, and he I will say Monty that. And he's not an idiot. And you know what? And that's and then, okay. So that we're going to keep speaking to Monty. I think that's why he left Houston. Because if he knew the sink, the the the, the ship was sinking. Right, because he he could easily the, he, the ship in Houston ain't sinking, no, dude. No, like, but what I'm but what I'm saying is like the coach was gone, and then now the the GM is gone. Right, if he wanted to, he could have inherited that franchise. He could have been the GM over there, and he could have just I don't he could have been the next no, one to step, step up, and then he could have like put everything together. I just think at this point now, I think Houston is about to blow it up. You think Houston's about to implode? I think they might go rebuild. You really? I, I can't see it. I think the small lineup worked last year, but next year they need to go big. They need to get a big guy in there to get under the rim to actually pull down boards because James Harden and Russell Westbrook can't hit everything. So you need that third guy. Yeah, but and you traded everything. You traded everything away, but they don't have anything. I know. I know they don't have. Anything, no one's gonna. And their cap space ain't looking too right. good. I know. And, I know. And no one's gonna take. And so that's what I'm saying. Like. At this point, like, you think, might have to I cut your ties, man. You got to cut your ties. Up. I think you got to take what you can get, and you know, you also you also got to think like, do you really do you want to do the best for James Harden? You know, like maybe it's time to go put him somewhere else to give him a better chance. Like I think they they've they've I feel like all these years they've provided him everything that they that he needed to to get to the next step, and they weren't able to. So I just think like you know, like the West isn't going to get any easier. I I think that. There are a lot of free agents coming up, a lot of decent ball players that will get under that rim and rebound for the Houston Rockets. If it meant getting out of the second round, I think that those guys are absolutely 100% ready to do something like that. I don't because know. But they also, there, there are. There are a lot of people coming out right now. Uh, um, I mean, Anthony Davis, obviously, he's not going to resign. He's he's going to resign with, with the Lakers, especially after winning the championship. Yeah, for but sure. 100%. You've got a lot of big guys coming out that can get under the rim. I think that... You know who I want to go to another team? Kevin Love. I, K- I want Caleb, Kevin Love. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I, man, K- Caleb was one of my favorites, man. Just because, you know, I mean, like... Kevin Love, it, Kevin Love deserves better. And, and it's crazy that you mentioned Kevin Love because... Um, earlier today, I was watching uh, Game Seven of uh, the Warriors and Cavaliers, and I was like, "Damn, Kevin Love putting in work." <laughs> yeah, man. I, I hope. I hope. No, Kevin, Love, Kevin Love. I don't. I don't love Kevin Love, but I respect his game. That man actually. What he let does, me tell you. Let me tell you though, the the best. only reason why is because you know, like I, I, if ever there was a person I ever wanted to try to model my game after. In the NBA, it'll be Is him because, because he can't jump. All right, that's me. I can't jump. All right, and then you know, <laughs> take the jumpers when I can, and I get the rebounds when I can. You know, and I set them screens. But hey, man, I was thinking about this earlier this week. If I got to model my game after somebody, I would probably say it's a mix, and it's sadly of PJ Tucker and Patrick Beverly. Um, <laughs> Uh, Patrick Beverly, because I'm a very defensive guy on the court, I have long arms and people underestimate him. And so I can really get in there and get a lot of steals. Uh, PJ Tucker, because occasionally I have the, the outside jumper, but most of the time I'm looking to pass the ball. <laughs> mm. Me too, man. I, I, that, it's a, it is a good mix. 
I love getting assists, but I, mean, I also like being showing up on defense. Yep, yep. Okay, so yeah, let me let me uh, tell you prime but, prime example of a big man coming out though. Prime prime example of a big it. man who might be on the fence about staying where he is. Montrez Harrell. He might be on the fence about staying where he is, especially after not getting out of the second round. And he was the one that was and, like he causing up a storm. And he was the one putting in work. Exactly. He was the one putting in work when PG thirteen didn't show up. And so you get a guy like Montrez Harrell in Houston, and all you need him to do is collect rebounds. Oh, that's hilarious! Him going back, back to Houston. I, I absolutely, absolutely. I I feel like Montrez Harrell, now that he's been able to show off his game, could go back to Houston. And Montrez Harrell, a, another player that I, his defensive ability and his aggressiveness on the court is the reason I love Montrez Harrell. And he is a player that I, if I got to get an LA jersey, I'm getting a Montrez Harrell Clippers jersey. I, I, outside of the Lakers, you know, like <laughs> if I have to get one Clippers jersey, it's going to be Montrez Harrell. Mm. So I hope he does move because his jersey going to go on sale. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you think, brother. I like the way you think. Exactly. I'm the same way. That's right. Uh, hey, man. If, Another one. Serge Ibaka. Hey, man. I think everyone's going to want Serge Ibaka. Every, every, yeah, a lot of people's going to want Serge Ibaka. And that's what I'm saying. Houston might not have the, the, the 100% ability to pay him what he wants, but you guarantee him that he's going to make a Western Conference Finals with James Harden and Russell Westbrook. I, I, I think Serge at least thinks about that decision for a minute. I think he at least thinks about it. There are a lot of big men coming up in free agency that Houston could definitely use. And I, I think that that's the way that Houston should go, especially because now they're, they're trying not to implode. They're trying to restructure. And uh, I mean, right here's now, a, here's a, here's to the, to the a thing big is, man under the rim, two the thing is, on the outside. They're they they're gonna have to just take whatever. I mean, I don't know if it, they're not gonna have any money to sign anyone. That's the problem. And they they're, they're not gonna have the money to sign anyone. And they've huge. And they've they already a middleman. No, and if they already mortgaged a lot of their picks to get you know like to trade Chris Paul and for uh, Russ. So I'm just saying, like, I don't think they have there's any not a, more There's not assets. a whole lot of big men coming in the draft this year anyway. I don't think this draft pick. is a, they don't have a, a point pick. guard, shooting guard draft. They don't have a pick. It doesn't matter. Exactly. They don't exactly. have a pick for the, so probably the next five years. Trade away, even if they could trade away someone else and get someone else's first round pick. Like, because the word on the street is if, if Russ is looking to move, or they're looking to move James and restructure under Russ. Yeah, but if they if if they trade Russ, they there's no way like that to get a first round pick. They're taking you now. Something in the high tens. They're gonna want something in the high tens. Before ten, they're gonna want something. And the only place it will take is Nick. Anybody who has something before ten is willing to give that up. The only think of Nick's. I I yo if if Russ oh my god if James Harden. Or Russ ended up playing for the fucking Knicks. No, it, it wouldn't be James. If it's going to be James, James would only be going to a contending team. So, if anything, he... The, uh, no, no, he would go to a team that put pieces there for him to succeed. But that team, by adding him, would turn into a contending hey, team. How, how so, crazy... Let me ask you this. How crazy would it be to see him in a Heat's uniform? I hope it comes through. I'm trying to work.
Uh, next to Jimmy. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I I feel like you kind of have a. Uh, you tell me. You tell me that team was pretty solid defensively, right? And they were playing a pretty much zone. Yeah. So that's pretty much Bam, his strength. Bam was fucking blocking everything that went to the rim. Yeah, and I just feel like. You know, they just need an offensive player. They're, they're, the defensive player can be in because look at Goran Dragic. He's kind of Yeah, Miami's really good. defense is what got them to the championship. In all honesty, Miami's defense, uh, and I think what lost them the championship was, was Dragic getting hurt and Bam missing that one game. That one game of Bam missing was equivalent to the game that Draymond missed because he was suspended that turned the whole series. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I feel like... James and and Jimmy. I don't. I you just let James shoot. <laughs> that's, that's all you do. You just let James just keep shooting, and whatever he can't make. Bam out of bios under the rim. I I kind of like that. You like it? That's but what I'm saying. James. I like it. I like it. But I don't know if James moves to Miami. And I don't know who Miami gets back in. I don't know who Houston gets back in that in that in that scenario. If, if they're able to give picks, let's say because Tyler Hero really rose his stock. He did. He did. He really rose his stock. I mean, so let's say him. I, I, I for one him, was impressed. I'm gonna say but, him throw in one of the bigs. You can think of Olenek or uh, Justin Bieber, and um, I mean just to match it up. And you could throw in some picks, man. If they, man, I. I don't think I don't think they can give up. An, I don't think Miami can give up enough to get James, and that's the wild thing. I don't. I just don't. Well, think so. or the, the the question is, if it's if it's James suggesting it, he could do the same thing he, Paul George did to L.A. But who's he bringing with him? Russ? No, Russ. Russ is gonna. They're gonna take whatever he they can Russ for him because no. Uh, Russ you're, stays in you're, you're, here, let me tell you this, man. Oh yeah, he might stay in Houston. You're, that's a good point. But I'm saying the thing is, the value for the two is completely different in the league. No one's gonna want Russ. Like we, I love Russ because of what he can do. But like in the modern NBA, not a lot of people is gonna want Russ. They're gonna like they're looking you're at right. him. They're looking I, at him kind of like a Rondo. Russ does because because we love I, his game. I hope yeah, we we love his Darren game. Fox will develop into what Russ is. But better. I, so. I think he's gonna be but, Russ, but better. But, but better, exactly. But better, exactly. But I, I, you're right. I don't know if if the way that the game is structured under people now. I don't know if if Russ is still the player that people look to. I mean, that triple double season is only three seasons off. Like, I mean, that was just a few seasons ago. Right, and I think that's so, and I think that's right, why it's good. You know, that's good for like if he's a mix. You know, where he's can be the head guy, but when when it's a championship team, I don't know. Oh. Because he was on a team that actually needed that kind of work ethic. In my in Houston, he doesn't he's not on that kind of team because he splits the work with James Harden. And I feel like the way that Russ plays, if he went back to grabbing boards and shooting shots, 
I feel like that is is where Russell Westbrook fits into the modern day NBA. Because he can get to the rim anytime. But like don't don't you think like the a problem with him? I mean, like he takes a lot of mid range shots that not a lot of times he's going to go in. But there is times where he gets hot. But sometimes his mid range shots, like you got to make at least fifty percent. Are you like a Chris Paul who's taking those mid range shots a lot of times? You watch him going in. Oh, there's an echo. Yo, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. But I hear myself. But I hear myself. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, that's better. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, my bad. I think my my AirPod is dying. Oh. Um. Since since you mentioned Steve Kerr earlier, I was talking to a Warriors fan this weekend, and they are quite confident that the next season they're just bouncing right back and they're right back into contention. I yeah, I'm thinking they're gonna. How, I think they're gonna be uh, how top do you five feel? Really? Top four, top maybe, uh, maybe top okay, four. Okay. Top, no, no, no. I'll give them top five. I'll give them top five, not top four. Um, uh, mainly because the addition of Andrew Wiggins, love it, love it. You get Clay. And Steph back right, next and that's why I think they're just gonna take the league by storm again. And I think they're just gonna. I, I, that's what I think, man. I think they're gonna take the league by storm I, again. I, like, I, I think they're gonna be like y'all think y'all for, y'all forgot about us, huh? Y'all think we ain't here, but I think they're gonna come out knocking. I do. Do you think next year's Western Conference Finals is Warriors and Lakers? Um. Wow, that's a great question. I feel like there is a possibility of it happening. I think right now the Lakers have the best probability of winning the West because they're coming off the championship a week ago. And so they have the best probability of winning the West. But but don't because people are sleeping on the Warriors and all of the people on the Warriors can still stretch the floor. Yep. I was same thing. I was watching I was watching game seven. And Draymond Green, if Draymond Green shows up like he did in that game, if they make postseason, mm-hmm. I feel like the Warriors are still dangerous. But okay, so if it if it comes down to a Western Conference of the Lakers and the Warriors, I hate to say this, I uh, may give. You still say your Lake Show. I may give. You still say your Lake yeah, Show. Yeah. Oh, the only reason why is that I, the edge is. AD, AD may be the one, they're, they're kryptonite. I think they, they're not really scared of LeBron James as much because they have, uh, they, they think that, you know, um, Draymond should just kick him in the balls and it'd be kind of good. But it's, it's really, I think, Anthony I mean, Davis, works. Anthony Davis can beat them and they, a lot of times they don't have an answer for him. So Anthony Davis is that, is that factor that no one yeah. really can factor in yeah. on a team that can stretch the floor. I, I, I think the Warriors come back out and they show people why they won those championships to begin with. Right. The dynasty ain't over. It just took a break. I, I think I mean? the only like, way I feel the like, only way that they can win, in my opinion, I think, is if they bring back that 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 the team before where it's like you spread the ball, the ball's gonna be moving, like that Spurs ball again. Like they're gonna bring that back. If they bring that back where they're getting like 
30 plus assists of the like game. I feel they have to come out and immediately immediately pull those threes. Right. I feel like I think it's gonna no happen. team can defend against the, them stretching the floor as well as they do. And I think that's going to happen and because so, if you think about it, man, I, I think that's that's really going to be the chip on the shoulder. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah you re- yeah. you really... And, and, and that's the reason I think that if, if it came down to a Western Conference Finals next season, Warriors, Lakers, if it came down to it, I feel like the Warriors are taking that because I, I feel like, yes, the Lakers have shooters, but they don't have shooters to extend the floor the way that the Warriors can. And I, I'm talking like Steph can hit any spot on the left or right wing That's true. and just pull. That's true. And you I, could basically I just think of a better version of the Rockets, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rockets with accuracy. Yeah. And and not just that. I just feel and, like it's 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 rockets, but moving the ball with purpose. And it's not a one on one. It's it's the yeah, team against it's young, not one on one. They actually get the yep, team involved. Yep, yep. And when the team's involved and everybody's moving, and that's the one thing I really like about Steve Kerr's offense. It couldn't be executed this season to its full capacity. Because you don't have a splash bros. One thing I really like, you you don't. You don't mm-hmm. have them. But the one thing I really liked is he was able to keep his guys moving on the floor. And because he kept them moving on the floor, someone was always open. And that's why the Warriors went off on that run. Uh, I, I feel like the Warriors are going to be the team that is most slept on next season. Mm-hmm. And I, I, hey man, we should we should I look at the bad for we should look at the the over when the, the season comes out when they decide it and see and see what it is. I feel like it's going to be kind of low. Even the Lakers right now, the the Lakers at plus are at plus one thirty five, and they just won a championship. You know what I mean? They like, got to be favorites to win it again. Yeah, they have to be favorites to repeat. That, of course, but it's because of Anthony Davis, like you said. Anthony Davis is that deciding factor that a lot of people don't have an answer for. Even when you think you have an answer, like Bam Adebayo, did, no, it's like the thing uh, is he's gonna like Jimmy Butler. I you don't have an answer. No, for yeah, him. he's and the and the scary thing is, I I always knew how good Anthony Davis was. Like I've always been a fan of his, just like Le- LeBron James. Like I, I like I know their greatness, right? And I just feel like once yeah. once you win a championship, I feel like you just like leveled up by ten. So like that's where the next year I think you're gonna see a scarier Anthony Davis. The only thing that's going to stop him if he's get injured, but I think like you, he may have an MVP game. Yeah, he may have an MVP you, you season next year. It. You you mentioned it. Uh, I think that him going down and getting like he got hurt a lot in these playoffs. Yes, this was the most that his his body had ever gone through in one season. Obviously, for a lot of those players during uh, COVID nineteen quarantine. Uh, they they were working out. They were getting it in. I think this is the time right now after they party, celebrate, they win, mm-hmm. and get the parade in at some point in time next year. This is the time where Anthony Davis makes that exponential growth that that makes him. Yeah, great. it's gonna happen. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I, I, you're right. You're right. I I I can feel that coming. Right. I, the way he looked outside of his injuries, uh, if he can stay healthy, I think this is the year that that. The the comparison was already of of Shaq and Kobe. I feel like this is the year that Anthony Davis actually becomes that Shaquille O'Neal. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and dominant, but in a different way. Secondary, exactly yeah. dominant, but in a different way. And I I feel like if if it's going to be any year, this is the time to do it. Yes, celebrate the victory, celebrate your championship that you just won for the first time, mm-hmm. but. Make that growth yeah, I, I, that we all know you're going to I, that's, that's, at some yep. point in time with LeBron. Yep. And I, I think that's what's going to happen too, because I just, 
I mean, like after he's been through this year where he's he knows what it takes, he knows what his body's going to go through mentally, physically. Uh, usually, when that happens, like they they just go to the next level. Like it's like they, once you know, you know, like you you know how to prepare, you know how to go by your day by day, you know how to go, you know. Once it's just one of those things. Like once you do your job, like you you, you just you just know, and like you just take it. You have you, you know. Yeah, you 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 go in and you know how to handle right, your business, right. and that's and that's exactly I feel like where Anthony Davis was getting to at the end. And, and I wouldn't be surprised at the, at the end of this this postseason. That's where he was getting. And to. man, this hurts my feelings to say this, but like I wouldn't be surprised if you know AD got um, the regular season MVP and you got LeBron James got the Finals MVP. Like, I feel like that's their next step there pro- so progression. Different. There were so many different. There were so many different controversies over the MVP this year. Um, yeah, but I think he's going to be so the, dominant, like, just like um, – No, no, no. Just so, like Giannis. So this, is, this is one thing that gets me – this is one thing that gets me about the the voting of the NBA MVP. So most of the, the people who vote think that the person who should win MVP is the player that brings the most value to a team. I understand that. I get that 100%. Giannis brings value to the Bucks because he is that star player that they need in order to be relevant. On the other hand, some other people who vote on the NBA MVP think that the MVP should be the person that brings the best team together and LeBron James was the glue for the Lakers this year at 35 years old this man was almost averaging a triple double (laughs) and I feel like that is a bigger feat to do than making the Bucks. Relevant. And then you also got thrown in his and age. That is why I think LeBron James should have won. MVP he should be getting because extra points the, for his the, age too. It, yes, you have to factor that in. Thirty-five. When you when you get robbed of an MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, but he ain't getting that. He ain't getting that. No, no, no. That for, for oh, okay. AD. For AD, and and when you get robbed of that, next year the Lakers are coming out swinging. I, I and and I get the at the end LeBron holding the trophy holding his MVP trophy at 35 years old in the NBA Finals and saying he wants his damn respect. You better go ahead and give it to him. He already got his respect at this point. <laughs> no, he got it for me for sure. He got it for me for sure. But the people who aren't respecting LeBron, the, all the LeBron haters, and you you know there's plenty of them. I think you got to start respecting this man at some point in time. Yes, four championships. Is is not as many as Michael had. I understand it. Yes, LeBron said we can have the goat debate. I'll save that for another podcast. But right now, LeBron James has been the most consistent player in the history of the NBA. And as far as being consistent for 17 years, and at 35 years old, you're almost averaging a triple double, and you don't win MVP. I feel like that 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 is just absolute disrespect, absolute disrespect. And so, at when he's holding his his finals MVP trophy, he's saying he wants his damn respect. Why aren't people still giving it to him? 
Why are people giving him the respect that they give Michael day in and day out? Because he's a Laker. <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, I think that's what it is. I think that's what it boils down to. I honestly think that people's hate for the Lakers is so deep. <laughs> well, okay. I think it's, it's it, you know, they can't even root for the greatest Laker fans who has ever touched the Well, Laker fans don't help it. Don't help their cause. You know, like, oh, after they got this championship, they'd be like, oh, after 10 they years. Oh. But, but they real cocky, though. But that's, but that's L.A. Like, bruh. So, so if you know that that's how L.A. is going to react. Yeah, you chose to I go mean, there. You, you really can't do Sorry, it. Sorry, Felicia. We didn't, you really we, we didn't tell it. you to go there. You chose there. He went there and took the best four or five in the fucking league with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, basically, I mean, his, I, I, his agent basically works for the Lakers. Like, they got, like, five players that's under Rich Paul. They really do. They really do. And, and unfortunately – more than more than the the love of the game and more than like the players who play it, this shit is a business. Business. <laughs> and in business, right. who you know helps your cause. And I look, I cannot fault LeBron James for going to LA. I think LeBron James is the best basketball player to ever touch a basketball. And for me, a great saying that I've heard many, many people say is when you get the ability to witness greatness, then accept it. And if the people can't accept it after a fourth championship, four finals MVPs at 35 years old, almost averaging a triple-double, and you don't give him the MVP, come on, man. Come on, man. Nope. Mm-mm. Nah, I ain't had no option. on the fence for a little too long. Had to rock, then you dropped it. She ain't understand the turnover will burn over some bridges.